you do tonight <laughs> I've never seen you shine so bright You're amazing <laughs> Glenn's all sack, no sausage okay. Actually, he's, no, all so he's, he's, all, he's all sausage, no sack No! Okay. <laughs> so we can okay. So, hi, it's Carl Emilio here with the Pure Podcast with Glenn Livingston this podcast isn't very pure, let's be brutally honest. This is not going to be pure, but as we're, we're talking about OnlyFans, aren't we? No. We're Why not? not? We're, we're only talking about OnlyFans. You know, real <laughs> stuff that we can say in Dubai. Pure OnlyFans. I have a lot of quick questions for you. The format of this is going to be I want to give you some fire questions, 10 fire questions, and then we'll do them, and then we'll start talking about you know, the, uh, the details of Glenn Livingston. <laughs> this is good. Hi, it's Carl Lomilo here with the Pure Podcast with special guest Glenn Livingston. I'm not that special, but thank you. Well, I think you're special. <laughs> you want to snipe out? You going to get going to go on the, on the lash? What's he the doesn't lash? drink. Oh, he doesn't drink. You don't drink, do you? What are you, shisha? No, nothing. 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 Clean skin, eh? Clean as heck. Clean as heck. Yeah. No chocolate. I don't drink either, by the no way. No ice cream. That does, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> you're not that clean, anyway. Not that clean. <laughs> I'm cleaner than you, bro. I ain't no fucking ice cream. <laughs> Hi, it's Carl Lomelo here with the, the Pure Podcast, and we're here with Glenn Livingston. What's going on, Carlo? Everything, everything's going on. So, so many things. So today, I'm going to just go through, um, we're going to have a little bit of a different format, a format that I would like to do, which is just start off straight away with quick fire questions. So I'm going to ask you 10 questions really okay. quickly. You have okay. about five to 10 seconds yeah, to answer okay. them, or quicker, okay. yeah. and we'll see how you get on. Okay. Oh, no, Already, as you know, we're not going to re-record this. I hope just try and keep the the answers just to the spontaneity. Yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> as true, truthful as possible to Dubai quality. Okay, okay. So, ten <coughs> questions. Question number one: favorite food, steak. Favorite Instagram person, uh, the carnival, the carnival steak guy. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not really uh, fuck, um, fuck. I don't know. Um, ice. Isaac John. Why? Uh, he's, he's a fucking cool dude and he makes mad content. Okay. Um, favorite country? Ibiza. Why? Quickly. Because it's Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a country, but it kind of is. Okay. Fair enough. So, strangest thing you've ever done? Oh, mate, you don't want to uh, know. No, but this, <laughs> I should have wrote that down to go. Something. Eating uh, calf testicles when I was on a, when I was on a station. Okay, I'm glad because that's not the strangest thing you've done. Just to let you know, but I know more things. But he kept it. He kept it good. I'm glad. Um, favorite song? I know it's a good one for you. Fuck it. Highway to Hell by ACDC. Nice, nice. Favorite band? Blink One Eight Two. Blonde or brunette? Both. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend would say, you should have said ginger. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's move on from that one. You've got, I'm going to give you three seconds to answer this one. No, I'm going to give you five seconds to answer. It'll be a quick one, right? No, no, no. 12 times seven, five. It's 54. No, 82 or something like that. Four. 12 times seven. Three. 96. Two. 80, 86. <laughs> 70 plus seven is like, 84. Know. 84. I said 84. You did it 82. I'm sure I said 84. Well, no, we'll rewatch re this. Favorite car? Oh mate, uh, 1969 Dodge RT Charger, 440, like, okay. 
Um, if you had to be a professional on one thing, what would it be? Um, a professional in one thing, what would it be? Making fucking money. No. A thing, like an actual, oh, an actual thing? Like, like a basketball player, for example. Oh. It's, a good, it's a good example, because that'd be quite sick. Actually. What about, I don't know. All the fun, a rapper. <laughs> no, I know. Fucking rock star. A rock star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we all know who that ends, so fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Depends which, which rock star you follow on, but anyway. That's true. <laughs> I've not followed any. <laughs> well, I follow None from my side. Lol. Um, cool, so that was the quick fire questions. I actually quite enjoyed that. I think that was quite a good... Mate, it was great. I, I think it. it's a good little add-on yeah, to, the, really cool. to the podcast. As I said, it is the first podcast. I have done a podcast before, which was with you and a couple other people but um, it it wasn't I don't know I wasn't feeling it yeah and I felt like I was a bit you know uh, you you did the first one with us it was just it was set up I wasn't in the right mindset with it Um, and then now that I've got a bit more space like I moved apartment a bit more space you know business is going really good you know and I feel like I just I more mental clarity to then talk and then you know just get guests and like people who I find I personally find interesting that I, I will so yeah. I, and, and the great thing about a podcast is I can pick the the guests of I can course. pick the content absolutely so, um so my question to you is I just want to get a bit of an understanding of say and we did go through this last time of your background um okay. like you know where you're from what you since you are a young boy what's it how you got yeah, to this yeah, point yeah. Uh, and then I have another obviously I have questions for you throughout you're up yeah um well I'm originally from Australia <clears throat> I grew up in the country in the bush um what, what they call the outback in Australia pretty pretty weird town called Alice Springs um Central Australia like my parents are farming people or station people or cattle people um we moved from Alice Springs when I was like 10 and it was funny I, I fucking hated living in Alice Springs like I like parts of it because I was able to go out on my push bike and do BMX and all that sort of stuff, but I just didn't really like the town. And I remember leaving when I was 10, looking back, going, I'm never coming back here. Weirdly enough, I ended up back there when I was 20 for a couple of years. Funny where life takes you, but anyway. Um, moved down to South Australia. My parents moved to a farm to an even smaller town of a thousand people called Keith. You know, there's not much going on there. I was, uh, I was a pretty high energy person, always have been, and I kind of knew I needed to get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. Um, there's not much going on in Keith. Like football was really the only thing I could, like I was good at and I could do. I was reasonably okay at school and whatnot, but you know, just um, high energy and didn't really have any, anywhere, else to, anywhere else to put it. So went really hard into football, got pretty good at that. And when I say football, I'm talking AFL, Australian rules football. Was lucky enough to go to school in like private school in Adelaide, which is the nearest city, which is about two and a half hours out of Adelaide to play football for a college that was pretty like kind of tier one. Didn't realize you're a private school boy. Well, we were the only private school boys who really liked to fight everyone. Ah, so as it comes. <laughs> the worst bunch of blokes. I'm just we're always the ones getting into fights at parties. But anyway, did that for a couple of years, and then I moved to Adelaide, and um, you know, I started working in a clothing store called Roger David, met a bunch of really cool blokes who were a lot older than me, and, and they, it was interesting actually, because I was just always around the footy boys, and when I met these fellas, they were like different. They weren't football players. They were dudes who were into training, into nutrition, into finance, into success, into making money. And I was like 18, I met them, they're all like in the mid 20s or closer to 30, I was like, fuck, these boys are cool. And I really hung around with them. It was like the first sort of paradigm shift for me, meeting people like that and understanding that there's a different way you can live, you know? Cause like, if you're around football, like AFL players and whatnot, I'm sure it's the same like 
the villages where you're from like there's always the footy heroes like and they're just like they hit the sort of like the prime of their life is when they're playing the local footy well, club for us it was far where i'm from it was the kind of i remember being the age of what age are you talking about right now Oh, that was sort of like 17, 18, yeah. 19, so, 20, 21. So I remember that stage and I remember me and my four, like I had four, three to four close mates then. Yeah. And I remember like the other guys in the school were all, you know, like sucking up the asses of <laughs> older people. I know. Or going to the, pri- there was a pri- was the private school parties and me and my mates were never Everybody. invited to it. <laughs> But now, now looking back, I thought, what, a bunch of gimps. Like, the private school thing, like, there was like, even, even though I went to what they call private school, there was like tiers of private school. So we weren't in the top tier. We were just the blokes who fought everyone. But even some of the parties we couldn't get in, you know, it was like because we weren't rich enough. But like, fuck them anyway. Um, so then like that happened. And I, like, I met these blokes and I was like, man, I want to be like them. And like, the pinnacle of, of kind of where I like my perception on life is I could become an electrician and make 120k a year became an electrician was making dough and then I met a bloke who was in real estate and he's like a millionaire and I met him and I'm like it was a really interesting conversation we were sitting around the table I was an apprentice at the time one of my mates was a sparky he was probably making two grand a week and I said oh how much tax do you pay because in Australia you have to pay tax um, and he goes oh about you know $800 a week I said fuck man I'm only making $800 a week that's my entire wage and he goes, ask Lenny, because his name is Sam Lin, how much tax he pays. And I asked him, he said, oh, about 25 grand a month. And I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, huh? You know, like, who, who, how do you pay 25 grand a month in tax? He was doing probably over 100 grand a month. And he's like, well, I sell houses, man, commission, real estate. And it was another paradigm shift. And I'm like, fuck, there's a whole nother level to this. You know? So then I went after that level, moved up in the sort of sparky world, ended up working FIFO, making sort of 300 grand a year. But it does, but it does give you an understanding of why, like people always shout out like, oh, the top five people you hang out with. You yeah, know? Yeah. When someone shoots your perception of wealth up, you're like, yeah, fuck. I'm, there's, it's, it's, I said this to someone the other day, like if you think you're a, a $20,000 person, yeah. if that's what you think you're worth, you're only gonna make $20,000 a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you think you're gonna make, if you think, oh, I'm a $50,000 person, yeah. Uh, then you'll make fifty thousand dollars a month. So it, it it always does like how you you know perceive yourself. Absolutely. To a certain extent, you do have to have the right people around you, like people yeah. who are going to be you know mentors or people who you know give you that information, or you even have to source it yourself. Absolutely, yeah. But then again, like a lot of people, that's where people you know sometimes it's a kind of self sabotage. You'll yeah, just yeah. be like, oh, I'm not worth that. So then yeah. you'll never get to that point absolutely and I think I think you do have to really really believe in it because if you sort of say you, you're a $50,000 person then, but in deep down you don't believe it then nah and not only that your circle has to represent that so you really have to be careful with your circle no doubt there's actually this re- really cool rule that I heard and it's the law of 33% so 33% of your time should be spent around people who are way better than you 33% can be spent around time around time people who are the same as you so your mates because they keep your level you know, you have a good time with it. And then 33% of your time should be spent around people that you can help. So you're advising people or you're, you know, you're helping people, volunteering, et cetera, et cetera. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. Um, but anyway, I got to that level. And then I was like, oh, man, there's something else. Like, this isn't necessarily what I want to do for the rest of my life. What's my next move? And, I, and then I started looking into entrepreneurship and business. And I thought, fuck, that's it. I'm going to start my own business. And um, I sort of looked at what, what I really wanted to do, what I liked in the world. And I, sort of, I was always really into fashion and clothes and whatnot. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to quit being a sparky and start my own label. And I went hammer and tong into that. I quit my job, 
spent all my money, went for it, you know, li- literally just had no idea what I was doing, but I figured it out as best I could. Did that for about a year and a half, realized that I was blowing all my cash and I was like, okay, I probably need to, need to just change a bit here. And it was funny, when I was working as a Sparky making a bit of dough, I was able to travel Europe quite a bit and have some pretty crazy and wild experiences. And that opened up my perception once again, because growing up in a small t- country town in Keith with the nearest city, which isn't really a city, it's like a big country town, is two and a half hours out of uh, other way. When you go to Ibiza and you go to Rome and you go to Amsterdam, you go to London and you go to Prague and you go to do running in the balls and you do fucking Salah Croatia and you do all this mad shit and you're like, holy fuck, there is this fucking world out there. I need to go there, you know? So then I was like, right, our next move. But it does um, take a, a, a certain type of person to do that. And I think it does make you a bit more cultured practically i think you know if you're in a way that a lot of people can say they're cultured based around you know knowledge of politics and knowledge of you know different cultures what they've read about but have they ever actually experienced those cultures in a living situation have they ever lived in barcelona for a month or two and have they ever lived in you know india or dubai and things and i think that really is one of the biggest you know prog- things that will progress people is yeah. that diversity uh, you know what i mean like and that's you know, there's many good things about the people from the uk and there's many good things like i, I think that are awesome but i do find that some of them don't travel as much no. and, and do have a strong opinion on things and sometimes yeah. i'm like you do need to have like a little bit of understanding of different cultures practically yeah. in it and yeah, with yeah. yours I've, I've seen your facebook and i've seen that like all your as you said, the bull run and all yeah, this, you yeah, know, yeah, your parties, your different crazy, areas, and yeah. you know, you've got a diverse group of friends. You've got friends from what is it, Belgium? Your your friends, yeah, Amsterdam. my mate, mate in Amsterdam. Like I've got mates like everywhere. Just yeah. from people that you meet through traveling and things like that. That's why traveling is really cool, and people should definitely do. If that's what you want to do, definitely go. But I for think it. it's helpful in any aspect, right? If yeah. you if you if you travel somewhere, you, yeah. you just maybe actually it exposes, just, it, it, it exposes you. To a different way of thinking, different way of being, different way of living. You yeah. Know? And people, I, I, I if, if you stay in the small country town in Keith, which some people do, and like, sure enough, that's you know their prerogative. I'm not judging you, but like, for me, I was like, fuck that. A hundred percent. Like as I said, everyone's got their own journey, and yeah, everyone. Exactly. There's no. I don't believe there is a right and wrong, no. really. Um, but at the same time, for from if people sometimes from or think they can relate to myself or you, yeah. you know, travel is just one of the best things I think can, can oh, be. So, so good. Anyway, you were saying... You, so yeah, you know, I, was, I did that and I was sitting in Australia and I had this sort of weird period in my life where I was like, I kind of realised my label wasn't going where I wanted to do, but also I knew that this wasn't what I wanted to do. And I was like, I want to move, I want to move overseas. I want to go experience London. I want to make myself something, make, make something of myself there. And I was like, and I might do a cheeky Ibiza season <laughs> before I go there. So that's exactly what I did. I basically sold up all my stuff in Australia, whatever I had left, because I, I didn't really have much, because by that sort of stage of my life, I was pretty minimal. And- um, Where did you there? 25, 24, 25, turning 26 or something like that. So then I was and like- you're 31 now. Yeah. So I left, I left Oz, kissed me mum goodbye. So don't worry, my mum will be back in a couple of years. That was a lie. Um, moved to uh, Spain, Ibiza. I lived in on the island for six months, um, basically being promo. Was, my job was to get up. My, we started work at eleven. Um, <laughs> I'd get up, ride me and my mates would roll up. Like we wake up at like ten thirty, quickly have a quick shower, 
put our thongs on, no shirt, right on the fucking vespers of the scooters. Just to confirm, thongs are um, uh, they're, they're flip flops. Flip flops. Then just put his thongs not, on. Not my leather g-string or anything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, rolled down to the beach, and I just sold tickets to clubs all day and free bars and all that sort of stuff. So I would just literally roll up the people on the beach like, "Hey, do you want to fucking buy a free bar?" And it was sales, you know, like hardcore sales too, because I wasn't getting paid a, a wage. It was commission every ticket I sold I'd get 10 euros so I sold 20 tickets which I could do just you know because it was peak season and I, I could chat to people I'd make 200 euro a day which is pretty handy and then me and my mate who I was working with kind of had the Australian market on tap so we would just get these Aussies that would just be rolling in every week hey man we're here the guys in Ibiza yeah bro what do you need and we sort them right out and sometimes I'll wake up and make three four hundred euro and I have them just working up I'm like oh great I don't have to do fuck all today <laughs> well, we'll, you know the biggest problem I had was like what party am I going to tonight yeah. it was a really good time of my life and it was probably the most appropriate time because I wasn't too young so I didn't lose my head but I was young enough to have a good time you know no definitely I think as I said that's important another thing again like I just it's hard to as I said before it's hard to say like oh this is the best way to live your life because it's there's, again there's no right and wrong no. to a certain extent but I, I do sometimes to give advice in certain aspects from my experience personally um, and as you said earlier it's not a judgmental in any other, anyone else's journey mm. but like having that um, you know understanding of like doing those things you know selling tickets that, that as one example no like, salary you're like okay i need to make money if i don't make money i don't eat yeah so that just and like gives i had you some skill. money but i didn't have that much money going there i was like i need to make this work mm. so that gives you a skill that is really you know transferable over to many different Absolutely. aspects because you know what, and what anyone says like sales if the better you're at sales you can you know you can pretty much do anything everything so so i did that six months and then i moved to london and um <clears throat> you know it was there for sort of three weeks living with my mate in Clapham, just staying in there like spare room. And um, I was looking for a job and I knew one thing and that thing was I was never gonna be an electrician again. Cause that's, that was, well, yeah, I become, that's right, I said that. So I just didn't wanna do that. I was not about that life anymore. So I was like, fuck, what am I gonna do? All I knew two things, one, I'm super creative and I can sell. So then I got a job as a creative recruiter, which is like, you know, if you work in the creative in industries, I help you get a job basically. Did that for three and a half years and had a great time, made some amazing friends. I mean, I've got some amazing mates in London, had an absolute blast. Um, London's a pretty wild city, but you kind of need to have lots of money in London, otherwise it's like a bit of a grind. And in the end, I was like, my visa was running out. There was no way I was gonna get sponsored because Brexit was going on and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, fuck, where's my next move? Didn't want to go home to Australia. Knew I wanted to go to a place where I could reduce my tax, make more money. I was like, where are those two places? It was either Hong Kong or Dubai. Um, Hong Kong proved to be a little bit difficult because that, that was actually where I ultimately wanted to go first. I thought there was a bigger opportunity and two, people explained it to me like it's in Oriental London and I love London. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. But um, didn't have the right amount of experience for London. Then I ended up getting an interview in Dubai. Um, funny story about this. I interviewed, they offered me the job, then they pulled the job offer from me, then, then they re-offered me the job and I got the job. So then I moved over here. Started working for a creative recruitment company here. That went really well. The market tanked, unfortunately. Dubai's market's super hostile, especially during recruitment. When, um, when things go wrong, they go pretty south quickly, especially in recruitment. So then I got a job for an, an advertising agency um, working as their internal recruitment uh, manager, and that's moved to my next job. And 
fucking now here I am in yeah. Dubai just making shit happen. Well, that actually takes me on to my, with the, a question um, that I'd thought because I do want to make things practical for people and, you know, have a, a kind of focus for certain things or like yeah. certain industries because I'll have different guests on at different areas. Like so one might be a recruiter, one might be, you know, into web development. It just depends, right? Yeah. So I was going to say, like, for example, some tips, like not a certain amount, maybe three or four tips. You think someone in recruitment, because recently, obviously, you're moving to somewhere and, um, and you know, you've had a lot of experience in the recruitment side of things. Yeah. And if you're someone starting out, and let's keep it specific to Dubai, okay. if someone was in recruitment coming to Dubai, give them some t- a, couple, a few tips that you think would be really helpful for them to, you know, progress. I mean, one, try and learn from someone who's been in this market. So ideally get a job with a really good uh, agency with some really shit hot recruiters because this market's a bit of a tricky one and you need to understand it really, really well. Two, it's going to take you longer than three months to map the market and really understand who you're going after. Three, you're going to have to put in some serious hours to catch up because people here, um, it's, you know, it's pretty ruthless. You need to be good. You need to understand your industry very, very well. So you know, definitely number one tip is really know what you're talking about. And to do that, you need to pick up the phone. You need to speak to as many candidates as you possibly can a day. I think London taught me pretty well. Number, how many candidates? 20 a day. Around about, that a good yeah, number? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That was my, I had to call, when I was living in London, this is the recruitment company that I worked for, my KPIs were I had to make 20 candidate calls a day and 10 BD calls, which is insane numbers, right? You have to, because... It's actually not that many hours in the day, but you get like life gets in the way. So you really need to be good at making sure those calls are efficient, that you get the required information out, um, and at least you know you, you pick up leads, whether it's job offers, whether it's jobs, whether it's open positions, etc. It's a super KPI-driven industry, but it's also pretty simple. Make 20 candidate calls a day, you'll pick up the information you need to make it happen. Yeah, um, which is kind of hard to do when you first come to a market and you don't know anyone, you don't know anything. You're new, right? So you got to work extra hard to catch up. When you say extra, you don't know anyone. Like, extra hard? Would you? How would you then? Let's say, for example, you do you don't know anyone. Yeah. Where are you going to get those numbers from? Well, ideally, the company you work for has got a database that you can pull from, right? Otherwise, you just got to go to LinkedIn. LinkedIn's a powerful tool. You can utilize that, um, and you know, you message a hundred people, twenty should get back to you. you should be able to call all twenty. Mm. You know. No, that's great. Yeah. And then, so for example, those are the tips. You get any other kind of like things you think if someone was in Dubai that you thought would be you know, even in a personal aspect to them, like as opposed to the business. Yeah, look, depends, well, depends what your goals are, right? If you want to come here and make money, try to not get pissed three nights a week. You know, try to make sure that you sleep well, try to make sure that you, you're planned well, especially in recruitment, like you, you want to roll into your day knowing that you've got 10 people to call already. Not be like, oh fuck, who am I calling, you know? Um, so planning's like super key. Um, again, Dubai's a super fun place and you know, you have a great time here, but you can get caught up in the lifestyle if you if you really want to do well in a recruitment job. You need to focus. You need to not get pissed all the time because it's a stressful as fuck job. You're on the go all the time and alcohol and things like that does take a toll. And I've experienced it firsthand. You're not your best. Yeah, so that also takes me on to my next question, which is you were talking about, you know, your sleep, obviously your health. Yeah. Um, do you, obviously, if, with you, you've got a background in, you know, sport and things. And what do you think health has played a part in terms of where you've got? Because as I said, 
you've, you've done really well on the recruitment side and more so recently yeah um and how do you feel that and i'm not it's not because obviously all of a sudden you've been more into more no. health uh, these things are always going to come your way but where do you feel that the health side has really you know added value to a, such a high you know stressful job because yeah. i know like a couple of recruiters you know um i know nikki who comes come, comes there as one you know she, she trains with us yeah and you know i know that for example they're just doing long hours there's a lot to do there's a lot of demand so how do you feel that like the health side of things has been added to you know help helping you get to where you want to be i mean so recruitment takes a lot of energy number one right it's you know it's a it's 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 fast paced you're juggling many or you're spinning many plates juggling many balls and you have to think very strategically it's very like uh, process driven so you have to make sure your process is followed all the time so mentally it's quite draining you know like making 20 calls a day and being super energetic and like always like hey we're trying to make this happen and then trying to connect the dots and then making sure the candidate is doing this properly and then making sure that the clients are, are managed properly and then making sure you're checking all the cvs and then making sure that you're chasing all the job leads like you're trying to do all that all at once you need energy to do that right and if you're not fueling your body correctly if you're not sleeping correctly if you're um doing things that impact that any those energy levels it's, it's not going to do you any favors yeah you know so like health is key especially the older you get the less your fucking energy lasts and the more you have to rest and like be mindful of that sort of stuff. It's like looking back and I remember when you first came to Dubai, you were in a small little room and you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you do have to have, and this is something I would recommend and I've went through it myself where I had a certain amount of income and I was, I was I'm the opposite of most, right? So I was, I was and this is relative to, to your side, I was living way below my means. Yeah. Like so below my means. Yeah. I was living in rubbish places. Yeah. Car, everything was just the most bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and there's a time limit on that for progression, right? So people want like, they they'll go into that mindset of like saving money and hustle. Uh, when actually like the only way you can progress is you know having mental clarity having space yeah, yeah, yeah. these things so and, and that's what will actually at the end of the day will help you grow um, yeah. fin firstly financially because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day you're, you're going to be rewarded financially through Absolutely. what you're doing in an in, in industry where you'll be promoted for example yeah, yeah, yeah. when you get promoted you always get you know a higher salary so at the end of the day you know I mean they, both salary and you know progression and of work course. will work hand in hand there's a bit of life momentum you're talking about there you know like there is a point where okay when you start and you get here you got to live cheap absolutely you got to save your pennies absolutely but then they, it gets to a point where like that's actually stifling it's not supporting your growth anymore you outgrow the place like physically mentally you've outgrown it you need to move on you need to keep life momentum going and you should be self-aware enough to figure out when that is right maybe when you're a bit younger because young blokes can be quite stupid but it's good to they go through right that out, you know what i mean well yeah you have to you have to go through the shit like you just kind of have to put yourself out there continually push yourself continually push through your comfort zones so yeah as i said it's uh, well, well from my experience anyway going through those uh smaller kind of areas where you're in a small apartment or um, you know, you're not eating the best quality of foods is good, but you have to have a set time limit. Yeah. And having like, for me, I did it for too long. 
Yeah. Like I was way below my means for too long. Yeah. And you know, it does play a part in, you know, just your even your social life, you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you want some friends around for dinner or something yeah, and you're you living can. in a tiny place, yeah. it doesn't so your your weekends are not really that enjoyable. Yeah. So you kind of go in that negative you start becoming in that negative spiral. Yeah. Um and it works the same as health, right? Yeah. If you don't eat well, you end up and you drink too much, you're not gonna sleep very well, which will then make you more stressed. You'll be more, your interactions with other people and candidates in this example with yourself will be completely wrong. Like yeah, it'll be, yeah. it won't be where you think you're a, work, you're a high performing in, in a conversation. It'll be much much lower. Like if, yeah, if yeah. you're, if, as I said, you, you kind of don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. So if you don't know that you're not feeling good, yeah. you're like, oh no, I feel good. Yeah. But I'm like, but have you ever actually been, you know, optimized your body healthily? So like, if you, this is the weird thing too, is like people because you go there, go through their whole life being unhealthy, they don't even know. Yeah, that's my point. They have no idea. They're just like, and then if they do happen to make. <laughs> a change um, with their life it's like holy fuck I've been doing this for the last 10 years or something like that but anyway and then you get and then you I did that with my sleep man I was like this guy who thought he could just function off five hours sleep a night and I would just go and go and go and then I wonder why on the weekend I'd be absolutely wrecked and have to sleep three four hours during the day sleep in go to you know I was fucked and it catches up on you like I, you, when you're 21 22 you don't notice it but by the time you get to 30 you're like I'm fucked and it's impacting my work now because I have to take a nap at two o'clock during the day. Mm. I can't, can't concentrate or can't focus, you know, like, so you have to then change things. You're, okay, well, this is no longer working. How, how do I fix this? You know, something I did was I just stopped drinking coffee. I could drink decaf now, but I don't have any caffeine in my life. And I used to drink four or five cups of coffee a day. Mm. I did that because I was fucked and I used it as like an energy thing, but that's not sustainable. No. Coffee, no. There's, there's one. And then uh, you have to take breaks, like so now I periodically take breaks during the day where I fully switch off, don't look at my phone, just go for a walk outside. Come back, okay, I'm good to go again. And sometimes taking naps is the perfect thing too. I love a nap. <laughs> well, again, one of the things I wanted to touch base on just quickly, the coffee, that's a big thing for a lot of people in my eyes. Like a lot of people sometimes come and they're into the, the gym and they'll train really hard and then they'll be like, oh man, I'm, having, I'm absolutely destroyed after 30 minutes and I'm having heart palpitations like how many coffees did you have today I've had had four it's like I don't think a lot of people realise the effects like a lot of trainers that's a lot of caffeine man like 80 milligrams is in a shot of coffee and if they have four there's like so much caffeine (laughs) a lot of trainers and people in my eyes will always talk about like oh it's no calories things are no calories and not just relative to coffee right because everyone knows four coffees (laughs) probably too much but the four, what people will have is this calorie, this brings me on to my point of calories. Um, like people will say, oh, there's, this is how many calories you eat in a day? Like a lot of say personal trainers will yeah. say that. Yeah. Oh, you know, as long as you're on a calorie deficit to lose fat or as long as you're on a maintenance calories. But I know a lot of lean people that are just like not working at their, 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 optimum, uh, their optimum self. Yeah, exactly. um, I can just see it yeah, because yeah. the quality of food, they buy you know, cheap food. Um, you know, they, 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 as I said, one is that they have too much coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a lot of like tons of different sauces and stuff like yeah, that, or, like yeah. zero calorie and stuff like that. The sauces that is weird, body. I'm not saying I'm not saying that sauces are the end of the world, right? Yeah. I'm going to change your whole body. Yeah. It's not. But the abundance of these things combined over a period of, of time, you yeah. know, do play an effect. Absolutely. And then again, on to another point is, which before I forget was um, the health aspect. And you can tell me your experience yeah. of, of wealth. So <clears throat> what I've noticed, and I work with people who are 
you know, some were like billionaires yeah. in a way, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I won't name any names, but the... the ex- Callum Miller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they are so, so wealthy. Uh, and some are self-made, some are not. Yeah. Um, but they've got to a point, a lot of them, I can see they've got to a point, they might be in their late 30s, early 40s, which is quite young. Yeah. Um, and they're, I can see they're burning out yeah. um, because they've just went for it. And that's fair enough. Like They absolutely went for it, right? And they've got real good... And I've, I've in these people's houses, right? Yeah, so I okay. see them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as they get their beds, I see their real self. Okay. Uh, and they're struggling, right? Yeah, they're struggling yeah. with their you know, health. They're struggling with like, their mental clarity. Yeah. Um, and they've got all, everything you can imagine. Yeah. Um, so, like, as I said, so with that being, that being you know said... That is because, I mean, well, <clears throat> not that I'm going to knock on society because we all live in the same world and you all want the same things, but they just went too far one way. So that's that, that, that is it. So they, they went really far into that side. But what I believe is, say that one person's worth five hundred million dollars, right? For them to get to that next level, and again, this is just an opinion, is for them to get to that next level, they could have been at the age of forty worth three hundred million, and then by the age of age, age of seventy, they could have been worth two billion. Yeah. But what happens is it absolutely destroy their body to some point yeah. to uh, irreversible, yeah. so that they end up being fifty years old and they may be poorer because yeah. they've just given up. Yeah. And I definitely, I can't tell the future with some of these people, but I have seen it in a shorter term basis yeah. where. Uh, you don't mean it might over, only be over a six month period, but I have seen some sort of deterioration with some of them. Obviously, I'm working with yeah, them, yeah, yeah. so I'm really fighting against it because yeah. 40 years of bad habits, that is not easy to, 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 to break, change. No. And with some people, it, it does take a lot of time and a lot of effort. And some people, you know, I do work with people who won't change. Like, I can see they won't probably never change, but at least they're doing something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, from again, to, to transfer it on to, to yourself, um, how, how, if for you personally, you know, I mean, you'll tell me about you, and that's what I'm interested in. How do you find, um, you know, your health aspect, uh, you know, in applying it to, you know, your efficiency? I mean, it's paramount, right? Like, not like efficiency in my work, efficiency in like my workouts. Well, firstly, um, my efficiency, my thinking, you know, like... Can I explain? When you changed your diet, when you started, you know, when, like, you started eating, thinking about what you were eating... Yeah, yeah. Where did... And what, so, if you explain what you started, your change in diet, and yeah. then how that changed your life, I think that'd be good oh, to well, example. you know, like, I was eating... I mean, first I went on your meal plan and lost lost a lot of weight, which was cool, but then I kind of was like... I was kind of... Like I was plateauing, I couldn't really lose any weight. It was kind of a bit weird, and I just thought, "Fuck it, I'm just going to eat steak. Mm. (laughs) Just eat two steaks a day, and like beef rissoles, and fish, and dates, and mangoes, and berries, and that's basically it. And um, my strength's gone through the roof. Um, I feel like I've I've certainly put on some size. My um, my fitness is great. Um, Injuries have not been um, have been okay. I find that I'm actually not too bad. um, you know, libido fantastic, sleep's great, um, generally as long, if, as long as I'm not too stressed at work. But I found that just my whole quality of life has improved, which is great because it needs to, considering how intense my, my work is, you know, how, 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 how stressful that can be. I need to have that foundation in place to make sure that I am efficient, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I def- I've, as I said before, when, with working with a lot of people over a period of time, I, I'm definitely starting to... As you get older, you, I, I, well, me personally, I'm in this kind of thing of self-improvement. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've always focused on, you know, I mean, making sure that I've made, you know, focus on the next level, yeah. where I can go next. And 
sometimes some people might look at me. Touch the thing. One second. Okay, cool. So go on. And yeah, some people look and say, you know what I mean, that can be quite, oh, that's, that's too much, you need to live a little and stuff. But again, it's the same principle as me looking at someone else and saying, yeah. you know what I mean, it's up to them how they choose to use their life. And yeah. for me personally, just to, and this is only my experience, again, I'm not given, I was going to say, you need to live your life. But it's only because like, they're so indoctrinated into living this one particular way, which they think is normal because everyone else lives like that. And you're perceived as an outsider, but maybe actually, how you're living is the right way and everyone else is just kind of fucked up. Well, again, you could, I suppose you could go philosophical on it and start talking about like, you know what I mean, as this is the best way to live your life, but you know what I mean, I don't want, again, I probably don't have the knowledge basis to go down that route with it, but my point is I'm just giving you my experiences and from my side of things, I feel like if you are able to do certain things, like we start spoke about at the start of the podcast about your life, so for example, your life, um, at the start, it was, you know, you went out, you did, you did, you know, you, you went to Ibiza, you did all these different things. Um, you can then, you could then, you know, tick the boxes. I'll, I'll give you something that I didn't, I didn't, never touched on this. Being super healthy and as fit as possible has been like an underlying current through my entire life. I started training when I was 19. And that was like, you know, when you're 19 year old, you don't know how to eat healthy. So it's just like boiled chicken and broccoli. But no, through all through Ibiza, I was making sure I was eating as clean as possible all through Europe, all through my spiky life, like all I cared about, it was super vain, I just want to be ripped as, so I was like always eating lean, but I was always eating pretty healthy, like I've always had that as an underlying mm. um, current in yeah. my life, you know, as a, as a base. It was only when I moved to Dubai actually and I sort of my diet fell away, but that was just me getting bored of training because I've been doing it for like 10 years, mm. basically the same type of weight stuff. And then I joined your classes and, and it's all turned back around mm. again, which no. is great. I'm glad you've enjoyed it. And, and as I, I was kind of as I was going through that point was kind of the tick in the boxes like once you kind of have ticked those boxes of a, a lot of life experience yeah. um, which again some people don't do early and then they end up trying to relive that like maybe in later in their life yeah. um, and I don't really know if that's a right or wrong thing but I normally notice that when people do that you know when they, they do are in a, a kind of more in an adolescent kind of age um, and like in their 30s or something and then doing that like a lot of alcohol mixing a lot of alcohol and things like that with that I normally find them in a bit of a bad pattern yeah. and going down the, a kind of a ne- negative spiral mm. so I, I definitely would you know recommend a lot of people who as you said earlier with coming to Dubai because I, I like to you know give practical experience I wouldn't say advice yeah. uh, directly um, but I would say in my experience I think like you know enjoy the, the, the time but like pick it so for example I'll give you something practical is I always say to people instead of doing something every weekend enjoy it more by doing it every two weekends it's more sustainable yeah, right yeah, yeah. and what you'll find is you'll be able to get uh, so much more work done and then that might turn to three weekends four yeah. weekends and then yeah. you know you have to do you do find a balance where okay you do it every and you just for the rest of your life you're just doing every four weekends you have a crazy time and I think that's just a lot more sustainable. I think that's, you know, you'll, for some people just coming here, they might be able to, you'll, you'll save a lot more. Yeah. You'll enjoy that. One of the main things is you'll enjoy that night out so much sweeter yeah. Yeah. every four weeks yeah. and you'll really enjoy it. And yeah. it's not like, especially keeping this to D- Dubai, right? You, you, if you have a, a night out, a big night out every week, um, every month, 
you're going to have a 12, 12 big or 11, uh, I mean, depending if you're on holiday. a lot when you but, think about the it. The big right? nights out in Dubai would be yeah. absolutely incredible yeah. as opposed to just having like six pints down on a Friday, yeah, feeling yeah, a bit right. crap yeah. and then just being really inefficient on a Saturday as opposed to going to a real yeah, nice yeah, brunch yeah. or something, enjoying yourself. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only bit I see. I think a lot of people think, oh, you're, obs- you're maybe obsessed, but I live my own life. But I do still tell people um, to have a bit more sustainability to do it you know go out and do those things but just do it in a more you know sustainable manner yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i agree so yeah how I was agree. your how was your sustainability when you're like recently you're being a lot more sustainable though right so you, like in recently like just in terms of your lifestyle right yeah so, absolutely i mean i'm not you know i've got my mission and what i need to achieve and what i want to do right so i'm pretty focused on that and you know and, and i'm quite happy to not I mean, like, I've fucking done plenty of crazy things in my life. So, like, going out and drinking on a Friday night, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, the same, you're having the same conversation over and yeah. over again, and you're reliving the same yeah. thing. And it does get a little bit, um, I find that a little bit. Um, it's the same, man. Sorry? It's the same. It's the you know, same, like, right? Like, so, I, 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 don't get me wrong, I love a bender just as much as the next bloke. Yeah. But I want to do it in, like, Berlin or Amsterdam or Ibiza so, or someplace where I'm on holiday and I have a good time and not be worried about my emails on, on Sunday and, you know, just like, fuck that. So it advances, right? So you, yeah. as you get older, you can, you can, and as you get more money is one thing, like, you can then travel a lot yeah. more, you can do a lot of these and things. And that is, a, that is an important aspect. So, as I said, like, with you, as you've developed uh, in, in terms of, like, your travel and all these things, you can then apply that to what you're doing now as a recruiter. Yeah. And as I said before, like for me, a few a few things personally. Um, again, people might say like, okay, you're you're not going out enough or this kind of thing, and I do agree with that, and I'm open to that suggestion. Um, but yeah, but I don't know, man. I, I, I agree. You know, I hear your point, but then I think you just do what you want to do. Yeah. And, and look, we could say <coughs> we're saying that, you know, not to be on a high horses and things like that because if people want to go out they're going to go out no no for sure but But you see a balance though right yeah you see a balance is like go out every four weeks or every two weeks but just not like a tuesday a thursday have a couple of pints a saturday or friday you're steaming you know what the other thing is too it's all about your influence your circle of influence like my circle of influence don't ask me to come for pints on a friday or you know if they they do it's for a special occasion which you know you go out because it's fun but if your mates are always asking you to go for a pint on a Thursday and you want to stop it, then you need to stop or dis- not or distance yourself from your friends because if they're your good mates, then okay, great. But you don't have to go out and see them every Thursday, especially if they're just going to drag you. It depends um, on what your goal is. Well, I want yeah, to reframe that as well. It depends on what your goal is. If your goal is just to have a good time and do that, then that's yeah. cool. But yeah. like, yeah. I'm just speaking on a, a kind of more of an, an aspect of health, efficiency and health correlated yeah. together. Because yeah. Yeah. if you're really trying to be as efficient as possible, a lot of people don't realize the effects of like bad food and alcohol will make on you. Okay. Uh, and but as I said, if you, you can change that, that to two weeks. healthy for a long time and you eat bad food, you're like, oh. Yeah, just goes, what the fuck? you kind of like don't go back to it. You as long as you do it consistently over a period of time, you won't go back to that. So, yeah. um, as I said, for for a lot of kind of practical advice, like every two weeks, every three weeks, cool, go and do that. But if that's been every week, you know, I mean, if you want to advance that more and you even think every two weeks is too much, then take it to yeah, three weeks. Yeah, but yeah. just do something and try it and see if it, if it, if that's your goal. But like a lot of people's goal is just yeah. to have as much social life. They absolutely they absolutely love the the drink and the weekend. Again, I'm not going to go down that route. I don't. I yeah. personally don't think they truly do. I think it's a bit of escapism. Yeah. But again, 
I, I, I don't know. Like, it's just from my life experience. I've, when I was younger, I probably consumed more alcohol than a lot of people do in a lifetime. So, but <laughs> sometimes in a whole night. Haven't we all? But no, I don't think not to the extent. You know what I mean? But like, I don't actually like. I think not. Not. Not actually. Yes, you're probably right. Yes, but like, I mean, like the the experiences I have were quite obsess obsessive. Um, through through alcohol, um, but my, my excessive was the word you excessive. Meant. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So as I said before, like I just think that um, having those things to look back on, um, I just think that if you can do them for a bit and then you can reduce them down and then excel something else in your life, you actually go into the next stage of excellence, the next stage of like. It's, it's so curious I'm so curious to see like what would, what would that life look like I find it's like a movie right you're like you, you watch a movie and this guy goes on this journey and he yeah. goes into the next yeah. stage of life and he's yeah. like you know like the pursuit of happiness for example yeah. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't go through his whole early life but you go so you see him and he's like poor and then he goes to this pure different aspect of life and yeah. different things are happening yeah. whereas no one ever really experiences that extent right no so i think that's a quite i'm quite curious to see that oh, yeah. and it's quite it's quite interesting so absolutely so yeah but um as i think that's uh, all my questions been answered um i like the recruitment the recruitment side of this aspect that we spoke about i think i'm going to you know headline this and a more of a recruitment thing, yeah, just to see, and you could send it to maybe some recruiters. Probably not the best recruiter in the, in the world, but I, yeah. I, you know, I understand the principles, and I, I guess I'm pretty good at what I do. Yeah, so, well, you know what I mean? At least in my field, anyway. Yeah, I, I think, you know, said that to, keeping it in, and keeping it that side, I think if everyone's got a different role to play with their job, do you know what I mean? There's always going to be someone better out there at things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of I mean, so that, that's, that is what it is, but I think just sending it out and seeing people, especially when you spoke about like the Dubai side of things and, you know what I mean, like how, you know what I mean, you came here and how you have to, you know, hustle for certain things. You have to fucking graft your ass off. Yeah. I think people underestimate how much hard work you have to put in to make Dubai work. Because yeah. like in London, man, you go to London, London's such a big city, you can actually pick up a job reasonably fast because there's so many different companies to, to to call, there's so many good people in the market, but Dubai is like, it's a smaller place, so the pool you're, you're, you're working to is smaller, there's already recruiters in that space, why should someone wanna work with you over the three people that have already got on their books, you know? So you really have to impress them and, and really understand the game quite quickly, which, you know. Takes time, takes a bit of graft. Yeah, and if, if anyone's got to this point of the podcast, then, um, you know, I'm sure, if, and you are a recruiter or, or anything, or you've got any health questions, obviously you can contact me. Um, you'll be listening through there. But if you want to talk, contact Glenn, I'll tag him in the in the in the bio. Booyaka show. And uh, you can ask any questions in terms of recruitment and things. I'm sure he'd be happy to answer them for yeah. you. If you're new or you're you know you've got any you know queries and things like that, then. Uh, I'll add his links in. So how would they find you, for example? What have you got? Probably my Instagram. Or for, for recruitment stuff, LinkedIn's the best. So like Glenn Livingstone, and you'll see my name when you tag me. Um, and then like my Instagram's Glenn underscore Livingstone. That's the easiest way to find me. Cool. Excellent. Well, thanks very much for doing the podcast. No worries, pal. And, it was a uh, pleasure. We'll do it again sometime. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers bro. Done.